Find It on the Substance, a podcast aimed at being biblical, thoughtful, and human. Join us each week as we engage the culture without the culture war. I'm your host, Philip Marinello, here with my buddies and co-hosts, Trevor Aiken. Yo, what up? Got it in three, man. Nice work. Thanks. And uh, Vince Edwards. <laughs> what's up? What's up? <laughs> um, so this week... Um, Things are things are a little informal. We are busy, busy <laughs> fellas, and this has been oh kind goodness. of a heck of a week for all of us. Why huh? are you such a busy, busy dude, my man? Well, I mean, shoot, I'm <laughs> I got a new baby. Yeah, it's no big yeah. deal. Yes, sir. no big deal. Just you know, oh, it's, it's been a two so kid house. Great. God was very good to us. We had a very healthy baby boy, delivered naturally. He and my wife are. Uh, well and healthy and it's great and exhausting so Mm. second kid we've entered that family of four phase and man like it's it's exhausting like it was a lot with the first kid but like i mean i only had to do so much right because like i'm not feeding i'm not keeping the baby alive one and two is a transition for real we got a two and a half year old and i'm like I'm in charge of that one now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While my wife takes care of the baby. Yeah. And yeah, my paternity leave is almost up here, but it's been a good week. But uh, you guys are all kind of busy too. Yeah. I got, I got some transitional stuff going on. We got, you know, doing some, some real estate stuff. Yeah, man. Yep. Doing it's a seller's market here. You are, Trevor's cashing stuff. in on the uh, <laughs> hot real estate market over here. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, we're definitely excited for what the Lord might be doing in that area. Um, Thanks. You got some big stuff going on too, my man. Yeah. Yep. Um, transition to a different state. So we're going to be living elsewhere. Um, and then also kind of some uh, occupational opportunities that I'm pursuing and the Lord's really been surprising me of how, how marketable I've been so far. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully nice. that can continue. Yeah. So, and listeners don't worry. Cause it's not like the substance is going anywhere. Like we've got, we're remote ready, all that oh, kind of deal. Sure. So oh, I know yeah. sometimes when we talk about like moving to different states, people are like, Oh, you guys still do the substance? They're like, yeah, dude. Like we're, we're, not, not, we're, not, technology. we're not in the same room right now. Vince yeah. is somewhere else. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we in the 21st century. We, we got this. In light of uh, our, our busy schedules and the transitions we all find ourselves in the middle in right now, we're doing a little bit of a pivot. We're not doing a reflex or a topic toss-up or a book or a movie or anything. We're doing a little bit of a, I guess in a way, it's like backstory. It. It's like a topic toss-up It's adjacent. the prequel. <laughs> no, we're just, uh, we thought, I, I thought it would be cool. We We mentioned a couple different shows that have done like where the hosts interview one another. And I thought that Mm -hmm. was kind of fun. And my wife actually suggested to us a while ago that, Hey, like your guys' show is cool. And like, you talk about a lot of important stuff, but, Mm -hmm. but I also think because of the nature of what we do, we're not as personal of a get to know us kind of podcast as some other ones. No, I Mm -hmm. think it totally makes sense because Mm -hmm. like, if y'all have been with us for a while, like you've listened to us, we jump on IG live. We talk like our shout outs kind of give you a window, but you listen to us go in on like some hefty stuff. And it's like, you know, we kind of purposely don't front ourselves in that because we want the ideas to take the lead. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't want to build our. Per- I mean, and it's not about our brand or yeah, be celebrities at it's not all. About us. Like we, we kind of eschew that. Like we want, we want to be active in our local ministries and things like that. This is kind of to create a space for these kind of conversations and create a home for people who think about these things deeply, but maybe don't find a spot for that in their current community yeah, right we, we want to build a community of 
biblical, thoughtful human folks. And to have a space where maybe the world who is interested in faith can kind of see people of faith (laughs) thinking well, which is not always... uh, not always uh, readily available. Yeah, so, so thanks for joining us. In light us for of that, that, we're going to run through yeah. questions here for as much as we have time. This isn't so much a question that'll have all three of us answer. This is kind of like an origin story question. One of the listeners uh, said, Hey, how did you guys come up with your podcast name? So, how mm. did we come up with the substance? <laughs> I remember us going through a bunch of really bad names first. we had a couple I, I i probably have that on my legal pad somewhere we had two two different nights where we had a couple of hours where we just kind of really Shot like wrote the blueprint forth. of the whole the whole thing like Dude, I the name the format all that stuff so we were trying to like we really wanted to center on the idea of a podcast that would center on truthful ideas and mm-hmm. truthful topics and i think that like a discussion show yeah. that got into real things but wasn't sensational yeah we we definitely wanted to um kind of take some of the things that we wanted to hear from in a christian podcast like we listen to a lot of podcasts yeah all sorts i listen to tons of podcasts and there was a lot of podcasts that we love but we felt like there was a lot of christian podcasts that didn't really fit the bill for what we were looking for like because when we looked at the landscape yeah there there are a couple of different genres of christian podcasts you've got you've basically got like sermons and then you have podcasts that are like very much in the realm of like theology and like academic approaches to the Bible that That's are either like for professors or like or for like people who are just really deep in and in and out over theology, which is dope, mm-hmm. but um, also isn't accessible for everybody. Sure. Um, well, then you have so I'm the big books and movies and culture guy. Then you have no shade to anybody specifically sure, sure, sure. but you have a lot of like kind of jesus jukey podcasts where they're like i love music or i love movies or i love comics or i love yeah whatever video games but i'm also a christian so let's talk about how the newest i don't know like and i don't think we're saying any of these video. are necessarily bad or whatever no, no, it's no, no, just no. about like it wasn't none of these really checked the box for what like we wanted to just throw on our podcast feed and also practically if um we are not trying to like build an empire or make a huge name for ourselves but we're like well if we want to do this and make it worthwhile like where is the if we're using mercenary terms you're like where's the the openings in the market like sure, sure. where where's the need so yeah yeah we so, went back and forth a lot are you looking for your notes i was actually trying to see if i could find the like the note i had of like all of the all of the stuff. I do not remember any of the there names was like, we suggested. Like truth. I, I remember one of them specifically was you like had, truthing. Okay. You had a bunch of Okay. I love this man. <laughs> Trevor is other than like my mom, Trevor's the relationship I've had the longest in my life. <laughs> Trevor had some terrible names. Oh, Trevor listen. was like punning it up. What, what I was like, going for like a was, thousand notes for every yes, man. No, I was just like, like really throwing spaghetti your, at the you wall. You had some terrible like 
puns with truth. You're like, yeah. truth, thir- like, what? So, like, one of the things I was trying to take <laughs> off of was, like, so So in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul, you, like, in, in the Greek, Paul uses the word truth as a verb. And, like, you can do that in that, that language. was one. And, like, I think truth as a verb was actually one of the exact, titles. Tr- truth is a verb or truth as a verb. And I was like, mm, hard no. Axed. Get that out of here. No way in the world. Yeah, so, like. Trevor had a bunch of terrible ones with the word truth in them. And I'm like, I, like, we both want to do a thing where we talk about true things. But, but this, these are terrible. Somewhere along the line, like. I think substantive was a. Well, Hebrews, adjective. right? Like, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And, like. Was that a part of our discussion? I don't know if that was a necessarily I part of it, but, like. Something that is at the substance. Like. That, that comes, and, and the idea of substance as opposed to fluff, or as opposed to lightness, or as opposed to... Yeah, what was our like, original tagline on the trailer? Give you tired of the trivial... Yeah, something. tune into the substance. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was a contrast to, like, so many trivial things, because that was another thing, like, where, you know, outside of Christian podcast world, like, there was a lot of accessible stuff, but it was like, what are, are people just talking about current events, things like that? So, so Vince, what do you think about the name, the substance? What do you think? Yeah. So, uh, I kind of came in on the back end when you guys already had like, after we were uh, canceled. Yeah. About what? 15 episodes already <laughs> in and 12 or 12 episodes already in. Mm-hmm. And so season one after era. I yeah. kind of got on board and, and you guys told me, you know, the name is The Substance, and I, I really didn't have any qualms with it. I wasn't like, oh, that's a dumb name or anything like that, because I kind of <laughs> understood on the front end what you guys were talking about, about, like you we said, that it. open market of we found the good title, finding that good middle where Christians can engage, but it's not like, I only watch Pure Flicks kind of side (laughs) my dude but then you have but it's not like you said trev it's not so academic that it's like i need to read a few encyclopedias and read like a whole bunch of confessions in order to understand and so but still being able to be relatable and and not overly saturating it it's not sacrificing truth in christianity but also not overdoing it and it's like that was that was singing my jam so i was like absolutely that's that's pretty awesome so i think the substance captures uh pretty great the what we're trying to accomplish and i think what we what we are pursuing um pretty decently yeah so far so that's kind of the origin story in brief let's run through some of these questions i'll because i got the list that all the listeners sent in i will ask some of these questions and we can just kind of round robin it and see how many of these um, we can get through. So um, we've kind of touched on this one before, but since we're still on the substance kick here, what are, I'll give you up to two if you can't just pick one. What are your guys' favorite episodes that we've done so far of The Substance? We've got 43 or 44 out at the time of recording. Yeah. So what are your one or two favorites, Trev? Okay. Don't think too hard. I think my two favorites, just right off the top of the dome, would be um, systemic racism. I think we put a ton of work into that, and I think it shows up really well, and it's super informative, and I, I think it'll be really beneficial to a ton of people, and we've already started seeing fruit from it, and we're really thankful uh, I don't want to be for the reception too on that. haughty about that one, but I'm, I'm very proud of the work we did in that as well, and I, man... 
we all listen to a lot of stuff in the social justice realm. I, for a one hour episode, I'm, I'm super proud of what we were able to kind of all crank into yeah. that one episode. Mm-hmm. We that ad- was a good one. We address a ton. So if you haven't checked that one out for sure, do like, and if you're holding off, cause you feel like, ah, I don't really get into that. I don't that, think it's that heavy. Give it a listen. Like I, I, I think, think it'll good. definitely spree on. I think another one for me to, since I get to is, um, thoughts for young men. Dude, um, was one of my favorite conversations. It was great to dive back into it. Great to we hear you guys' thoughts. Great to get that out there. Like, just mm-hmm. wise Christian living. Like, that is amazing. Just as a as a topic, as a thing to think about. Because at the end of the day, like, soul care and soul health and like like just where people are at with the Lord and living wisely and to and optimizing the time. Like like Ephesians says. Um, I mean, that is what's important, you know, because at the end of the day, like people are what's going to last and like people before God. And so yeah. timely and timeless stuff. In there. <laughs> love, love both of those. Episodes. Yeah. And I kind of did pick both like the timely and the timeless there, didn't I? Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also love the um, thoughts for young men one, because some of the folks in our camp who maybe are like, ah, these guys have gone liberal. It's like, <laughs> no guys, like we love all the same. We have the same theology. It's just yeah. that. We think that America has a race problem. That that's it. That there's plenty of evidence. That there's for. just a lot of evidence for see our systemic <laughs> yeah. racism episode. Yeah, that's it. We still believe the we same just, things. We yeah. just think the gospel applies to these things. Yeah, that's we just all. think. Yeah, Jesus's words like matter, matter. for life. Yeah, that's all. Uh, Vince, one. Yeah. If you got one, hit me with one. But you are allowed up to two. Uh, just want to tag that, that the back end of that one, uh, thoughts for young men, when we were doing that episode, that was the first time I ever read it nice. and it was, it was super convicting and just good, just, just simply good. So, mm-hmm. um, shout out to that episode, but, uh, two favorite that come to my mind first is KSP's episode, um, that, that yeah. episode. Cause I've had my too. transition periods where it's like, I couldn't read anything else, but a physical book. And then I transitioned mm. to I couldn't read anything else but a, an ebook. And then I've I'm currently in my moment where I'm like I can read other things, but I'd rather have an audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can listen to this in five hours while I'm exercising or doing chores. Right. Shout out to Reading Wobble. <laughs> and so uh, just that episode was super inspiring to really get back into reading. I I've been super busy, so actually accomplishing that has been a bit more difficult this this round but the desire is definitely like put back into me like to get in there and actually read a physical book um it's just super super encouraging that episode was for me and ksp was mm-hmm. just super awesome and personal i love and just, that lady so i can't awful. wait to have her back yeah yeah we yeah, could man. talk to her Dope. for hours it would have been awesome um yeah. and then the Barnabas Piper episode um was my Dinosaur. my second favorite um just because there's some very very sage wisdom and again just another down-to-earth person that we've interviewed and we've interviewed a lot of great people but the barnabas piper one was uh for sure one of my favorites um just because it was it was a great discussion of you know being a pastor's kid and kind of just those certain dynamics that you encounter with being in the church and and then just some good theological points as well, just for for some good living and those differentiations between um, doubt, uh, different kinds of doubt. It was, it was just a very encouraging episode. So those those would be my favorite. Nice. Um, that was also an awesome time, like anecdote, because this is kind of getting to know us like uh, transparently, like behind the curtain there. 
that was like an incredible time for the substance because we had what it was ksp we had a topic toss up and then we had barnabas yeah and like that was a killer i think killer period well yeah for growth probably Mm -hmm. a ton of you guys are listening because you saw the ksp shout out or saw the uh ksp retweets of karen swallow prior and barnabas piper yeah was huge and then we had flame on right after who's got like a hundred thousand and one thing i thought you were going to talk about too was just like the great connection we had with barnabas like he's dude exactly how he comes across as like just a really down-to-earth dude like Mm -hmm. That's him. I'm prone yep. to like, hyperbole, and I don't want to say anything he's a that I don't believe or I don't want to offend it. Because like like Vince said, we've had incredible guests. Barnabas Piper was like just the homie. Like yeah. I feel like if he was in KC or if I was in Nashville, like we'd be going to grab we'd coffee. Be bros. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. If he and if also Barnabas Piper, if he was in Kansas, he'd have much better taste in barbecue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he needs to get himself straight <laughs> on the happy rant. On the happy rant, he was he was dunking on burnt ends. He's like my, a philistine. My man is wiling out there. Man, he was saying, yeah. like just stick. Get come on, that. man, okay. stick with your hot wings. Like what a lost wallet, he's out of pocket. <laughs> I won't. Um, <laughs> I won't repeat any of these. So this is kind of surprising to me. What's this? Um, the first thing I thought, like favorite episode, okay. it isn't my favorite, but I think it's one of. I think it's an incredible episode. Is mm. the CRT one? Mm-hmm. Like, I think systemic racism gets at the heart of some of these issues better. Yeah. But I think our episode that we addressed critical race theory, and particularly the people inside the church were on such a crusade against it i think it was done with love i think it was done with clarity mm-hmm. like obviously i agree with these positions and i think they're right but i think it's done and this is me talking about something i produced so mm-hmm. take it with a grain oh, of salt sure, sure. i think it's done so excellently like when i i usually listen to the shows for promotional purposes after it's out i know not mm-hmm. everybody listens to their own podcast and i don't just do it to blow up like i do it's like okay get this snippet here for advertising or this and that I listened to the CRT one like twice back to back. So I'm like, this is just a good show. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would listen to the show as a listener if I didn't make it. And like, 100%. and that's just an issue. Like, we didn't have a hot celebrity. We didn't have a, a cool book or a just cool us, movie. Yeah. It was just great. And then, if we're saying two, you guys both said two. Yeah. Man, Hidden Life with Brett McCracken. Right. So good. Bro, just watch that like, what? Last yeah, night? you watched right. it with the fam. Yeah. So okay. good. So, good. so those are some of our favorite substance episodes we've done. Okay, up to three. Okay, no, let's okay. just do one. Okay, okay. Let's make it interesting. All right. Dream guest on the substance. Dream guest for me? Yep. Eric Foner. Okay, less um, than a minute. Why? Okay, so he's a professor emeritus at Columbia University. He has written, written the books. <laughs> he's written. We he's are wrote. exhausted. He has written. <laughs> He wrote in. <laughs> he wrote in a book. He wrote in his computer a book, and then sent it to his publisher, and it was on reconstruction. Dude, and yeah, I. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm so have you? Too all much. right, yeah, I know you do. It's just because you get so excited about other people's ideas. Um, so he was also an advisor to the movie uh, Free State of Jones with Matthew McConaughey, like on the historical piece on that, like, and. People need to understand that work because at the heart of a lot of the things that we talk about as well, what is working behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know is a false history, like in lost cause narratives. And this man has the receipts 
has the original source documentation, mm-hmm. has like primary sources from the time. It's like color compromise like, is good, but this guy's got like here it is. Yeah. Like here's what happened in reconstruction, here's what was tried, here's why things failed. Like here's where people overthrew legitimately elected governments. It's objective because, and like unassailable like, because yeah. it just is. Yeah, so... So Eric Foner, he's a professor? He's a professor emeritus, so, like, I don't know if he's active anymore. Emeritus? He's kind of retired. He, uh, he's, he's... I don't know how old he is. He's 70s or 80s or something like that. And Let's like, get him on. And he's yeah, still with us. But check out check out his books and stuff. But, yeah, I would love to just sit down and talk with this guy because he just has that. such a perspective with history, and he's, you know, he's lived a long life on thinking of these things, and I think it would be cool, too, for, like, just to connect that all through to the Christian faith and wanting to recover accuracy and truth in, in our history telling. So Vince dream guest on the substance. Um, I'm going to do two just cause I know I'm going to go fast. One, <laughs> um, a rebel. I'm kind of having a hard time between two as well. Uh, one is uh, a musician, Molly music, um, M A L I music. Um, only because I, my, myself and my sister listened to him a long time ago and we've been listening to him since we were basically kids. Um, listen to all his albums that he's ever dropped like prior to being signed to RCA and just the dude is an absolute phenomenal beast Um, Mm. he's a vocalist he he has very convicting lyrics something that actually like makes you think about your walk with Christ Um, and so yeah let me know when he's got his next project, and we'll try to get him on. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Bradley Mason. Um, I when we oh yeah when we did oh, our um, that's easy done. <laughs> yeah, Bradley Mason. Just because I, I really didn't know too much about him until we tar- until until we started doing our um, systemic racism research, and I'm just you know thrown and impressed, and would love to have him on. Yeah, Bradley Mason messaged me. He said he'd be down. So, oh, men run circles around me as far as like history or sociological music, like movements. Gosh, words. Yeah, so keep uh, keep an eye out for Bradley Mason. Hopefully, yeah, that'd be dope. I'm kind, so I'm kind of torn between two. Vince said two. You can say another one if you want. You got you got a second one that's right up there with. No, that's fine. You should go for it. So, like the two that I'm torn, like I had a top three, and I'm like. Not that I want to be like my head's getting all blown up, but like hey. everybody who I've reached out to that I thought legitimately could be on the podcast has been on. And I am in talking with some people right now who are like blowing my mind that we're trying to get on the schedule. <laughs> so like my new top two, like my big top two, one of them has been Marilyn Robinson. I've wanted her on since the beginning, author of right. the Gilead series of novels. She's thinking Ben on Ezra Klein and Russ Moore. So I mean... She's doing podcasts a little bit more now. Maybe we can get her on. But go. the other, it's another one that's kind of like phone or like, man, I, I want to get him on while he's with us. I ha- I don't know if he would, but I know he has been involved with faith before. It's Martin Scorsese, probably my favorite wow. living director. Um, I'd really, really love to have him on and talk Blessed Temptation and Kundun and Silence and just faith and film and cinema. I'd love to have him on. That yeah. would be sweet stupid episode yeah that'd be and he and dope. martin scorsese's on instagram so there you go oh boy so martin, martin scorsese martin if you're listening to this this is the substance and uh, there's no hit us way up. he's message. listening to this, this message that Phillips, would be back. incredible okay somebody named martin might be listening what uh <laughs> what is a book or a couple of quick books that you think everyone should read oh shoot trap somebody else go <laughs> okay <laughs> vince you want to mix this up 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pass the mic. That's hard, man. Phil, if you got something. <laughs> Shoot. Books that I... So... Every Christian people all So, one okay. of the things we wanted to say, like, our audience isn't just people of faith. It's probably primarily people of faith, but I know personally a lot of people who are just thoughtful, curious people who are maybe a little interested and are searching potentially. So I'm going to kind of think of it like those sorts of people, like genuine and curious people, whether they're people of faith or not. Like what are some, Okay. what's a book or books? You got some? Yeah, I got some. Okay. All right. Every, books everyone should read up to five. Cool. Up to five. All right, tight. Uh, Deep Work by Dude. Cal by Cal Newport. Cosine. Um, so if you're not familiar, <clears throat> he's um, a researcher out of the Wharton School of Business and um that that um just thinking his way of thinking about efficiency and productivity in life it was transformational for me it's super good like you will be benefited good from pick. it it's it's really good um so that one i feel like i mean it's not particularly i'm gonna just gonna say this one because it's on my mind right now Could i don't it? even know if i'll stand no, by it fine. in like a year but like Malcolm Gladwell's Talking with Strangers. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good listen one. Listen to it on audiobook because he produced it like a podcast. And it's just an experience. It pretty much is like a mini series. There is yeah. no, like, there, you're not going to listen to another audiobook like that, at least currently. So, and that's really, it's really cool and it's really compelling. And um, that's a good one. I was thinking about listening to it again just for the experience of it. Um, not that long either. I mean, the Bible, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think. People have heard me tout on here the way of the dragon or the way of the lamb. Yeah. Every, like, it's, if you are a Christian or, like, th like if you're a Christian, you should be involved in Christian ministry. And if you're involved in Christian ministry, then you should read this book. Because it's, like, it, it really talks about, like, the things that get into your heart and, like, what does it, what does it really make for faithfulness? So I'd say that one's up there. Okay. Um, I think, let's see, I'm at four. Maybe I don't know. Uh, the one or two more. So David Blight's uh, biography of Frederick Douglass. Nice. You've been um, pitching that hard to me. I do need to read that. It's when I super have thick. A lot of time, but it will <laughs> blow your mind. And once it, it's one of those pieces again that will transport you into the history of that time and probably teach you some things and dispel some errant notions that you were taught as well. So that one's really good. Um, uh, oh, I will. I might come. I might have another one. So somebody else jump in there, though. Vince, couple books that you think everyone should read. Thoughtful, curious people. Uh, a couple books that I think everyone should read. Shout out to Kina, Aragon. Mm. Um, Dude, love those gay, books are love great. made. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna cap that. No joke. That's a good. That's a good one. Um, and it's. I mean, it's even good enough. Like for. I wouldn't say like in your pastime you should pick up like a children's book, <laughs> but it's a good book. Um, especially I'm one that likes to learn different ways to teach people um, things that are in theology that are that can be hard to explain, um, but can find a way to not have to explain it in, in such a difficult way. And then, um, goodness. Um, you don't have to list five like Trevor if you don't know. No, not five. I'm literally looking for one, but I'm blanking on the title. It's um it's Michael Kruger's book though. 
Oh, um, the question of the canon? Questions in the canon, yes. Interesting. That is a very good book. That's a good one. Textual criticism is a huge thing, and, I, and not to even go into all of that, but um, uh, I know that I, I have a lot of non-Christian friends who often, um, especially if you know they're in a, in a mood, they will <laughs> often go to you know the legitimacy of the Bible as, as to why uh, the claims of Christians might not be that great. And mm. so uh, Michael Kruger and just explaining that is, I mean, phenomenal. So I recommend that one very, nice. very much. That's a really good book. Okay. Off the top of my head, books that everyone should read. I will start with fiction. I mentioned Marilyn Robinson. I, I genuinely think Gilead is one of the finest works of fiction, certainly ever produced in modern time but like it's it's genuinely up there it's a very moving story of fathers and sons and faith and humanity and it's it's just an incredibly um beautiful book like that's actually one um trevor may know this gilead is a book that i will when i when i go to little bookstores and thrift shops and stuff like that and i see it for like a couple bucks like i'll buy it even though i have it to like give to people it's it's an incredible book um oh hey we talked about this recently i haven't completed it yet full disclosure but genuinely i don't think i've been more touched by a book in years than i have by gentle and lowly Mm -hmm. it is an incredible portrait of christ through christ's own words it is short but it is so so sweet it is genuinely the most refreshing book that I've read in ages. Um, what else? I mean, I my shelves are packed. I mean, Pilgrim's Progress is a classic. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. been one of my favorite books for my entire life. I had like a little kids version of it. Yeah. But I mean, Pilgrim's Progress, the allegory of the Christian life. It's an all-time classic of literature. Super wonderful book. So, I mean, I have a lot of books that I like, but books that everyone should read. What do you got? Jump, I... in, jump in there, Vince. Uh, I also wanted to Did... put in The Shack. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you playing. wilding. That is good. Oh, my Ooh, goodness. A comic. What's a comic I'd recommend yeah. everybody read? I have, I have one more, but I'm going to save it for my shout-out at the end because it's actually a, a recent book. Did you do it recent? Okay, nice. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. What have I really I loved recently? That. Um... That's a high bar, though. One should, everyone should read. Cause, yeah. like, I stand by those three. Yeah. I have some, like, really nerdy ones that I think that, like, everybody Same. who's, like... And I was trying to avoid You know, that. like, yeah. I was thinking about, like, exegetical fallacies. Like, yeah. yeah, that's not for everybody. <laughs> it's not for everybody, but, like, dang, I'll it's so good. I'll throw a comic in there. This and this is actually analysis. a guy that I thought about reaching out to for the show. Um, one of my favorite comic writers is a Canadian uh, writer artist named Jeff Lemire. His breakout series was a, a trilogy of little black and white books that he did himself about his hometown called Essex County. Those are some really incredible books. I've read those a number of times. All right, those let are... me see this piece. I know I kind of like gen- generally shouted out the Bible in a silly way, but like, n- like no lie. Books of the Bible? More Christians should read Deuteronomy. Yes. All right. Quick pitch for Deuteronomy. Yes. Love is mentioned more time in Deuteronomy than, like, I think it's anywhere in Scripture. Like, it is. When you think of Deuteronomy, you might not realize it, but it's like it is the book that talks about love uh, Mm. in the Bible. There's a lot of stuff in there, especially the first. Like, if you can't commit to the whole thing, 
I'd say it's especially the first 12 chapters are um, the kind of general outline. Like, so basically there's a historical prelude and then there is the giving of the covenant. And then there is the general like contours of like the shape of how the covenant should impact their life. And the, the rest of the Deuteronomy is like the specific applications of that in practical, like actual day-to-day laws. And that's where people get bogged down and lost. But like, that's I think seeing that connection and going through that, I think more Christians should read Deuteronomy, man. Awesome. And I, mean, I think we would have a different American Christianity if more Christians read Deuteronomy. And if I have another slot, I want to throw out um, for the Christian Ephesians and for the Christian and everybody, James. James is a book that so many people I hear talk about in a positive way. And I'm like, have you guys read that recently? Like, Word. <laughs> James has been controversial in church history for seeming like, oh, like, we got to do stuff? Like, Mm -hmm. this is where the works come in. It's like, no, it's not teaching work salvation, but it's teaching that if you're truly saved, like, your works are going to manifest it. Yeah. Okay. It turns out Jesus changes lives. Let's the Bible really quickly. Ecclesiastes has been, I don't know why. It's it's not the most cheerful book. Nope. Um, it's a wonderful book, but it's a gr- it is it is fantastic, and it really just gets to the heart mm. of those moments where we're really feeling like just in our feels and feeling it, but yeah. really putting in um, just a different, different, realistic, deep perspective. And so, Dude, the conclusion yeah. is yeah. one of my Ecclesiastes favorite is my book. And passages if people, in scripture. if people want to like a commentary kind of guide to help them through Ephesians. I believe it is Trimper Longman who has a really good commentary in the New International Commentary on the Old Testament. Super good. Yeah. All right. I know we kind of went off on that one. That's good. That's good. Okay, fellas, how do we like our coffee? Trev, do we like our coffee, and if so, how do we like it? Yeah, so for the longest time, I, I was not a coffee person. My wife, Christina, got me into that. I think slowly over time, I started, like, getting her little coffee implements for, like, gifts and stuff. So, like, we'd get the AeroPress and things like that. And then I started realizing, like, you know, like, if we if you make the coffee the right way, if you don't just, like, throw it all into a thing, like, it actually can taste pretty good. And so I would originally took it with half and half, but nowadays... One, it saves money and saves a little bit of fat to like not drink the half and half. And so we've like, so I've slowly migrated over the years to now. I'm just drip drinking drip brew coffee black. I swear. So that's, that's me. Vince, how do you like your coffee if you do? Um, honestly, I'm, I'm this exact opposite. I, I just kind of slap mines together. Um, but I typically take like a sugar-free sweetener and, um, maybe some sugar-free creamer, or if I'm at a restaurant and it's not available, then just like some half and half or I like it brown skinned though. I was going to say, are you a bunch of half and half kind of guy? <laughs> no, like, <laughs> like a little bit of like coffee half and, half and like two stevias or something. Mostly white. Yeah. <laughs> two stevias. What do you do with your church coffee? <laughs> oh, Toss boy. it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> go for some I water try to avoid it drink some tea yeah. Yikes. unless you're at like a hipster church where it's like the coffee is better than the good. preaching <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Got him. um so for me I'm, I'm similar to trevor my wife i've 
like I was a coffee drinker kind of sorta, but like my wife kind of got me into it. <laughs> and now like if I, I mean, if the morning's at my house, like I'll have it drip and throw a little bit of flavored creamer in there just a little bit till it changes the color. But if I'm out getting coffee, it's, um, pour over black, but that's harder Man, to do at home. How did I, how did I turn into the only guy who drinks his coffee black at home here? This is crazy. This is crazy. Mm, to you me. maybe have a better coffee setup. When did I maybe. wake up and become this man? We had a. My wife will sometimes make me a pour over. We don't have the um, little bottleneck deal, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. harder to make at home without. We well, you literally just make it in the like Cuisinart, dude. No, like, we got a coffee maker. Yeah, um, that's all we so do. That's the coffee question. A number of people sent in that coffee question. Wow, so. I really want to know about our coffee. Yeah, favorite film or Costco. show? I'm super interested to hear Trevor's. Mr. Not. Someone else go first, man. Why are you asking me first? <laughs> Just because we're keeping the thing going. Oh, uh, whatever. Oh, it's really hard to choose. Um, favorite movie or TV show? I. It's really hard to choose. I. I there's so much content out there, and I've I've consumed a Good lot of it. Night. So I. I well, favorites. You gotta. I mean, Inception's up there, right? Oh, oh yeah. Inception, right? For sure. Inception and a movie called Searching. I think it's like a 2017, 2018 film. That was that one of the few movies the where I didn't like, go to sleep in the first five minutes. Yeah, and Inception, as far as movies, TV shows, I guess Westworld. Um, Westworld is a, a pretty decent show, and I, that's it, I guess. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's just it's no, really good. hard to choose. It's really hard. It is. There's been a lot of stuff. And there's never been more than there is like the amount of stuff that comes out in a given year in a non-pandemic. Oh, I will now. say it's shout out crazy. to uh Alyssa Wilkinson. Um okay. for her work that she did in the new uh docu-series Allen versus Pharaoh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, she was in that? Yeah, I watched that. Nice. And she she did a great job. So shout out to her. And, I, and nice. I mean, it's hard to say I enjoyed that because of the content, right. but it yeah. was... It it's was on deep. my list. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, what you got, Trev? Uh, I'll hop in on this. Okay. Um, so I think the show, like if I actually go, if I think back to the show I've watched probably the most of way back in the day, um, and I don't watch a ton of movies or TV, but um, sure. me and my wife really enjoyed us some Burn Notice for quite a long time. Nice, that was fun, and that was a fun show. So a popcorn show. Nobody, nobody's it. ever seen that. Like, I love the way that like there's a bigger plot, but like they also have like a mini plot every episode, and they kind of wrap it up. And always the big like shows plot like is always like, we're gonna wrap it up, psych. Yeah, psych. <laughs> we're like we're psych. gonna wrap it up seven seasons later. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. That was a fun show. Nice. Um, and then I, I, I'll describe the movies that I like. I like movies that kind of engage mentally, like and make you think. So that I do like, I do like Inception for that. Way back in the day, I liked Fight Club for that. Though sometimes it's hard to watch. It's just there's a lot, right? But um, I, I think those are ones. I mean, I really have enjoyed uh, Hidden Life. I feel like Tree of Life. Both of those are movies that. Like kind of made a deep, kind of made a Terrence kinda, Malick fan. Kind of got under my skin a little bit, man. Like I'm, I, I like those a little bit. So other than that, I mean, I'm sure everybody likes Marvel movies, whatever. It's like, but I don't <laughs> say those are my favorite. No, I'm not. I'm not a huge movie guy. Like I just, yeah, I like movies that sometimes have like some sort of a message or challenge your thinking or make you see the world different. Sure. Sure. And I mean, I'm the guy that like, I could probably make like a top 50 or a hundred list of various different things. So yes. I mean, I will, 
I mean, like, my favorite movies, I mean, I kind of go, in my mind, I'm like, well, if I could only watch a small amount of movies, what would those movies be? And that's kind of how I think about the favorite question. Tree of Life is certainly up there. Um, Hot Fuzz is up there. Uh, but recently, kind of, I feel like The World's End has kind of supplanted it as my favorite Cornetto movie for now. Whoa. Like, the older I get, the more I appreciate Bro. The World's End. Um, Dude, Hot Fuzz and Hot Rod, those are, those are fun. <laughs> yeah, just really fun, fun. movies. Uh, Ratatouille, I was super duper love. I think I had no expectations going into it, and I loved it. And y'all can keep your fingers crossed or tweet at him. Don't annoy him. Um, hopefully, you can get uh, Pat Oswald on here to talk about it, the voice of Remy. Oh, sweet. Um, can oh. try to reach out to him. Uh, TV, I mean, shoot, there's so much. I mean, bro, I'm at the point in my life where I like just cry at almost every kid's movie. Dude, right? It's rough. Um, Soul <laughs> is pretty brutal. about that stage in school. Dude, I don't think I've. I feel like Coco is like the movie that can like oh make my me cry no matter what. Like thinking about Coco will make my me kids cry. were watching a, some Disney movie. I don't even remember which one the other day, and I was like sitting down here doing my work from home, like not even watching. <laughs> not, I was literally had my back to the screen, like wasn't. And it got to the like the emotional part, and I just literally tears started flowing as I'm like doing my You're schedule. Like, I'm not even engaged in this movie. I was just like, Dad, come it. We are um, TV. I love the ensemble comedy, like the well-written, smart ensemble comedy like uh, Parks and Rec or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I loved The Good Place for being oh, yeah. genuinely hilarious funny. and very thoughtful. That took I'd the love boxes to have, for me, yeah. I'd love to have some of the people involved with the creation of The Good Place on the show at some point, whether it's writers or actors. Like That was a genuinely entertaining, fun and funny show that talked about real stuff. Yep. And then like serious stuff, I probably feel like... The Wire is like one of the like the greatest television achievement of all time. But like, like The Wire, Band of Brothers, stuff like that. Like the prestige sure. television, like that's all pretty great. Um, West Wing, all that. What our our nope. What are our favorite podcasts besides the substance? I think for me, the one that I enjoy, like it's the most fun to listen to, and I really anticipate the episodes coming out right now, is Southside Rabbi. You have been on a Southside Rabbi kick lately. I'm like waiting for the next one to drop every single time because I just... Do they have a regular schedule? It makes me laugh. It engages me. Like I enjoy their content. And I don't know. I wish they had... A more regular or like like a once a week thing they or whatever they've got records, going on. Records, money, put that junk <laughs> out. So that's really good. Um, I think one of the podcasts that I just think is so excellent and maybe everyone should should listen to is Revisionist History. <clears throat> that's a great one, especially season one. Um, on especially the three on education. Carlos doesn't remember. Uh, food fight and my little one hundred million. If you listen to those three, like so solid so anyway um i think those are some of my favorites that i come back to for sure i think we should put that little trio in the show we put all this stuff in the show yeah notes, and i, I think, think we've, we've shouted out that trio before but we'll do yeah. it again for sure vince what are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to um so i have to piggyback off that one Southside rabbi i just recently got into those but those guys are awesome Southside Rabbit, can we bros? Like, can we and our podcast? Right, we need podcast, to collab or something. Can we collab or something? Yeah, like, we should get a mean, mean KB. You sometime. listening right now? <laughs> Hello? Text me. Call, call me back. back. Yeah, call me back. <laughs> Bro. 
That's an old school. <laughs> one. He might get that one. He um, might get that one. Love that neighborhood. Uh, obviously, yes, huge shouts out to Jesse Eubanks and his team. Dude, yes. Um, All the shouts. Just good, good content. And then um, I've shouted this out before, um, but it's been a minute. Uh, Luther in real time by Leaking Your Ministries. Oh, yeah. That one's been really good, yeah. and it's just a it's it's cool because it, it almost is as close as you can get to time travel as wow. ever because it's it's almost like you're experiencing it's the events price. that Martin Luther went through in real time. Right. Um, so I really enjoy that podcast, and then I just started getting into the Holy Post. So shout out to Phil Love Vischer and his that. team. Yeah, um, hopefully we'll get all of them on. That's for another various one. shows. Like Sky, I love all Phil, those guys. Christian's Christian. already ready to do do one. Can we all? We just got to get. I want to do a movie with Sky because I just found out Sky has a movie podcast. Boom. Nice. There but yeah, go. those are those are mine. Those are my. Those fetish. are good ones. Those are good ones. I want to add one. I'm sorry, Philip. No, do it. Uh, this American Life. I'm also at the point of life That's where the best. This American Life makes me cry every single oh. episode. <laughs> The newest episode was about like college SAT admissions and how does the SAT affect admissions and stuff like that. And like, I just started tearing up over like some girl doing great in calculus. And I was like, <laughs> we are broken and <laughs> I'm just like, deprived. I just love like interpersonal connection here. Actually, breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> Their hard work pays off, man. Oh, man. Now, This American Life is hey, be like, like that sometimes. the OG great podcast. Yeah, it's really good. Well, Vince already mentioned Holy Post, Love That Neighborhood. They both already mentioned Southside Rabbi. Those are my favorite. In the fa- I mean, Happy Rant is a, a super fun podcast. Um, that's not like my top, top one, but I, I enjoy listening to that when that one comes out. Whenever Serial has a new season, I might listen to that. Um, they got acquired or something. I listen to like the ones we've already mentioned in the faith space. Uh, I listen to a lot of like fun entertainment podcasts. Like my number one favorite podcast is iFanboy. They talk about the new week's comic books. Like I listened to that like before I knew what a podcast really was. I was like, oh, I don't have a whole lot. I have like two friends who like comic books. Here's some guys talking about comic books every week. So I've just been listening to them for like 12 years now. What is your like? How do you get your Gary V content that you like? You're like really into that kind of I love side Gary of v, stuff but, too. I mean, people don't I, really know that about you. Like you're oh, no, kind of into big the entrepreneurship entrepreneur, stuff. Kind of like, and this is kind of funny. Trevor razzes me for this sometimes. Oh, I do. God is sovereign, but I truly do believe that like our attitudes and the things we tell ourselves and the way in which. We kind of like build our game plan for whatever venture or thing it is we're trying to accomplish. Like we're going to be a lot more successful. Like Trevor's like always dunking on me for Gary Vee. I was like, bro, look at all the guests we've had on this show. I'm just running Gary Vee's playbook. So you're welcome. No, it's good. <laughs> um, I, I listen no, to his podcast yeah. occasionally. Like I go through periods of like going hard, taking in his content, but then like I'm executing and then I don't need it. Cause like, He's got about four or five messages yeah. that I know, but every now and then, like, I need to kind of go back to get refilled up and recyced up to kind of go out there and do it. But um, I don't know if it's Gary V so much as like you are a born networker. Like you keep up with sure. people for like that we haven't seen but since ten years ago. And like, that's true. 
And like you have no no qualms just and, and part of that is yeah you have no qualms just reaching out to somebody and being like hey what's up and like humans respond to that like a lot of people yeah. aren't gonna like just shut the door in your well, face. Well, Brett McCracken was our first big guest, and yeah. I have been on and off corresponding with him for like a decade. Like I read his exactly. reviews when they first came out, exactly. And then I'm like, That's hey, I'm watching Gary a podcast. That's I you. know you're like Terrence Malick's biggest fan. Do you want to talk about yeah. Terrence Malick? You see with the us? connections, yeah, because you yeah. you keep up with folks, yeah. 100%. yeah um, I think my favorite long form talk. Shows are uh, Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard and WTF with Mark Marin. They're two of the most famous ones. But, like, I certainly don't listen to all of them. But, like, their good episodes are some of my favorite. Because, like, a podcast is a a great way, especially a long form, like a one to two hour show where people are sitting down with each other, like, really getting to the the substance. Mm -hmm. Like, and both um, Dak Shepard and Mark Marin are both very uh vulnerable people who are willing to open themselves up and they're very interested in the people they're conversing with so those are always the good ones are always well worthwhile big movie guy i've been on a kick i've been listening to a ton of uh the the director's cut i think i'm just blanking on it now i got like sleepy dad brain pretty sure it's called the director's cut so um the director's guild of america will do showings of movies and then after the movies they'll have directors interview each other i've been listening to a lot of those and it's super super cool stuff um but those are some of the ones at the top of my list right now um went hard on that one yeah you did that's good though um, yeah. yeah and it's some you of the other like ones i feel bad like about debate do i want to recommend some of those or not and genuinely like uh super definitely an r-rated show but i will say if you're a grown-up and you're like i don't know if you're conscious blah, 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 not whatever. for babies <laughs> i would say the first arc the first 69 episodes oh, of the adventure zone the adventure zone i've listened it's a there are 69 episodes with like um thing like intervals here and there like and they're all wet, like well over an hour. Some oh, of them yeah. are like two or three hours. Yeah. I've listened to it all the way through twice, yeah. I think. It's great. And it's, that's one that makes me cry. It's definitely mature content, but like their storytelling. R rated humor here and there, but like it's so compelling. It's a really good story. The way that the way that Griffin was able to like make a D and D sesh turn into like, like basically a genuinely gripping fantasy like epic like a like a Lord of the Rings quality yeah. almost like world building like like a seven adventure. arcs that were like they're all their own genre like uh, murder yeah. mystery uh, Mad Max style race um, like a a game show planet or whatever but like. Mm-hmm the way that they're like and I, it started off as a goof yeah. but then they genuinely like entwine these stories together to like yeah genuinely be incredible yeah and like i've i've tried listening to a couple of their dnd podcasts and i'm just not into it because it's like these are these I did people try to listen to dungeons and dragons D&D. podcast after i listened to the yeah. adventure zone it's just not the same the first arc of the adventure yeah. zone is honestly like that should win awards it's but, incredible it, stuff because they were willing to bend the rules of the game to tell a better story yeah. And like and to be part of a better story. And like yeah. that and like their was family. Awesome. Like they were having an excuse. Two brothers and their dad. Yeah. To like engage together. It's, it's pretty good. We're we're geeking out R-rated, hard right now. Definitely R rated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. juvenile and 
but whatever. People listen to worse. Come on now. That's I, I'm just saying. I don't. But want, yes, people should be aware. Listen, you've heard our cursing I don't want episode. Some people mom should be to aware hear it and be like, "Oh, it's a fantasy thing. Play it right. for the kids." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play it for my 14 year old. Like, no. yeah. But you also so, hear worse. Maybe. That was basically a mini substance shout out session. Let's transition to the actual substance shout outs. <laughs> As we do. Um, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll hit uh, my substance shout out this week. Oh, yeah, you teased it. You got a book? Yes. So, Esau McCauley um, is a beast. Um, everybody should listen to the episode with him on it on Russell Moore's podcast, Signpost, and on uh, Southside Rabbi, um, and on the Holy Post. That Just, was like. A shout out for the Esau McCulley Southside Rabbi was a shout out for you recently. Yes. But then I went and I listened on script to his nice. Reading While Black on audiobook, which he reads I know, because I he's that. a beast. And he read his own book Love for it. the thing, which like I've like I've very few books on there are that way. Respect. Which, yeah, mad respect. And it's just so good. I honestly it like fit a hole I felt like in like my my reading life because he's approaching these issues like what does it mean to do policing in a biblical way according to the Bible like how can we think about that do we have verses that actually ha- have anything to say about that what are the inferences we can make and he does it and he gets there and it's like whoa like that actually does apply that makes sense um social justice that kind of stuff and then but he's doing so in a way that is theologically conservative like he interacts with a progressive tradition but at the same time distance himself from that because he's not part of that but then also he does that with empathy he doesn't dunk on those guys because he understands that like yeah these guys were living in a time when they were black so they weren't allowed to go to conservative seminaries like so it kind of makes sense that they were in these traditions at the same time like here's what the scripture talks about and like going back and forth between those um i mean the whole thing where he's talking about like he quotes outcast from the beginning mm-hmm. um starts talking about a kimini i am glad that i listened to a kimini after I, that he actually Aquemini. said he <laughs> i am glad that it was not called a kimini theology i like, know hilarious it's kind of a cool idea no but i'm that's a really bad Black title is a Great title. It's a good title. Equimini theology is a cool like no, no one reads title. that. No one reads that. But um but everyone, I, I will say this, like, I don't care. Like Christian, non Christian, black, white, doesn't matter. Like everyone should read Reading Wild Black. Like I almost am a little like I uh, like listen, Reading Wild Black is the title and should be the title of this book. But I'm really concerned that white Christians are gonna look at that and being like, Well, I'm not black, so I'm not gonna read it. No, 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 no. Y'all need this book. It like, was written for black folks, please, but I think that there's please a ton of value to that. And and that's and honestly, like it's one of those things with art. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going in on this one, but like it's one of those things with art when you if you write or or make something that tries to be appealing to everyone boom. as opposed to being boom, boom, boom. genuinely uniquely you, you make something that's for no one. Yep. And by making a book that was written to his community and coming from his experience, yep. but was informed from the scriptures and like was bringing hermeneutical insight into it from the lived experience as well, like he wrote a book that is timeless and is it is to his culture, but it also will transcend that because he was able to hit on truth. Man. 
it, it's just one of those works that I, I was just like, man, I'm, I'm probably going to go listen to it again, honestly, because no, it amen. is so good. On my list, I've, you I love absorb the uh, Southside Rabbi episode. Marinate, marinate in that guy. I know, uh, I know it's going to be good. Guys, check out, I'm serious. It's like stop listening to this podcast right now. Don't even listen. No, I'm sorry. Just listen. Up, <laughs> just listen to their shout outs just, too. Just listen to their shout outs and then too. Listen and subscribe. And, but as soon as you're done listening to their shout outs, go jump on Reading While Black like right away. Sure, we have some good uh, bloopers here too. No, that's good. I'm just messing around. Um, shout outs. What did I have? Vince, do you have something right now? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna keep it keep it short. Is it music? It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's a young lady uh, named Latisse Crawford. Um, I, I give these music references not to be like, oh, look at all the underground people that I listen to. Haha. <laughs> it's seriously, I'm trying to bless your playlist for real. A little bit <laughs> so, down it's, it's, you I'm might down. feel it, but it's not for that purpose. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. It's not for that purpose because I, I just want to bless your your yeah. your playlist with some people who really know how to sing or do instrumentation or producing or, or lyricism well. This young lady, she's, I mean, when you talk Say about- Say name again. Latisse Crawford. Latisse Crawford, okay. Latisse Crawford. And <laughs> you she- You got some pins and needles there. I, I'm going to- um, I'm going to tag you in some stuff, but um, she's got one where there's a, a page on on um, Instagram uh, called Legendary Riffs, and they just kind of post people who do like really phenomenal um, vocals. Nice. And they posted her a few weeks ago, and she was doing one where uh, she was singing Holy is the Lamb, um, a song written by Olita Adams. And if we have any... Um, kind of old school singers or listeners then they'll know who that is and she was just long story short she she absolutely demolished it in a great way she's just a absolute beast uh her her vocals her breathing control it's just it's it's such a blessing to listen to her so latisse crawford if you have some time definitely listen to her stuff latisse crawford i promise you I will listen if you send me a link. I always forget the names of the people I got you, you mentioned because I've never heard of them before. Um, so right. mine... It's bringing the deep It's actually a, a little He's similar. Blessing I, your, your playlist. <laughs> I shouted out um, the Director's Cut uh, podcast earlier. My shout-out this week is a um, an interview YouTube series. or I found it on YouTube. I think it's actually just a, a television series on Robert Rodriguez's um, El Rey Network, the TV station. It's called The Director's Chair. Um, and I watched a ton of these videos um, over my paternity leave here. Uh, one of the things that I did on my paternity leave was I watched a ton of Michael Mann movies and a bunch of them with the director's commentary. So when I had free time, I would just watch through his movies that he had the commentary on. And that's the guy played by Matt Damon, right? Garrett (laughs) Dindong. Um, so yeah, no, the director's chair, Robert Rodriguez is like one of like the super independent guys that got, um, he got super huge. He's got his own network now. Like his first movie, El Mariachi was made for a couple thousand bucks that he made 
like donating his body to science like he did a bunch of tests and you know those letters were like we'll give you 10 grand to like try our experimental medicine and see if it kills you he'd be like dope that's gonna fund my first movie and it did and he became super successful he made like the spy kids movies and now that's bootstrap like that that is bootstrap and the man bootstrapped so I just searched Michael Mann interview to see like who he'd done interviews with. And I found this, he direct, he, um, interviewed a lot of my favorite directors. Like he had Francis Ford Coppola on there who did the Godfather and Guillermo del Toro and just a lot of really great content about storytellers and their process and their influence. And it kind of runs through their, like all their filmography. So the director's chair, the Robert Rodriguez series, if you're interested in film, it's a very knowledgeable and passionate guy talking with other creators. Super loved it. Boom. Well, something for everybody on this one. And uh, hopefully people have gotten to know the substance a little bit better. Yeah, so that's uh, that's our informal hot seat episode. If you like what we're doing on the show and you're not subscribed, uh, it doesn't cost anything to subscribe. I know some people, that is something that uh, in the podcast community, some folks are confused on. Hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not. But um, if you are listening and are not subscribed, go ahead and give us a subscribe and hit that uh, five-star rating. Maybe write a sentence or two about what you like about the substance. It always helps more people find us. Yeah. And also, it gives us stuff to read on the show. I haven't checked in a while, but like we don't get notifications when just, we get like, those. You've heard us three guys now. Like it just makes us smile too. So like if you just want to make if you just want to make my day anytime. Be kind of and cool. I saw we didn't get somebody that wrote it. We got somebody that just hit the four star button. Which is cool, I guess. But like, if you're gonna hit the four stars, tell us what we're doing to get uh, to, to get that last how, star. Yeah, how do we get that five star? I'd man. love to have a four star rating with a review. But let us know what you think of the show. Um, and if you want to join us in support, the two best ways to do that are the anchor link in the show notes. You can sign up uh, for monthly donations at whatever amount uh, works for you. You can do. A couple of bucks, you can do two, three bucks, you can do five bucks, you can do 10, 20 bucks a month, whatever you think um, you can handle that, um, whatever value you get from listening to us, if you enjoy it. One of the goals we have is to have 20 uh, member so listener supporters at the $5 a month range by the end of the year. Like if we got a hundred bucks a month, we could kind of build out a couple of new plans. Like we're not pocketing this, like what are we going to do with a hundred bucks a year? Like what helps us with website costs, with upgrades, with marketing, things like that. So if you value the substance, consider joining us as a monthly supporter, or you can hit us on cash app with a single donation. If you're like, Oh man, I got to know these guys a little bit better. I like them. You want to throw us a couple bucks? We are at dollar sign the substance pod on Cash App. Awesome. Um, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the substance pod. As you know, that's where we are to engage with you. If you um, have any additional thoughts or any other questions that you want us to answer, um, you can put that in the comments section. Listen to a lot of our older episodes, uh, things that we did last week, um, or anything that you hear, uh, create your own post, kind of expressing what you thought, and tag us in that, and we'd love to engage. Tag us, yeah. Um, and that is also where uh, Twitter and Instagram are going to be the places where we do our giveaways. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to miss out on some awesome books and just some awesome content, please make sure that you follow us on social media. Yeah. And if you have a lead to any of our dream guests, do not hesitate. Yeah. Yes. If you're like Eric in. Foner, if Eric Foner is like your uncle or your best friend's uncle, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. 
or if like you were in his history class at Columbia or something way back in the day. Yeah, hundred percent. A great place to engage with ideas is Twitter, right? Like, so yeah. we, we use that. If you have like pushback, you have thoughts or things like that, hit that up. Or, I mean, we got the old fashioned way. You can send us an email at the substance pod at gmail.com. Um, we read those. We also have the ability, if you want, you can give us a phone call. You will stand out because it has been a while since the uh, yeah. we've gotten a voicemail. The, the phone is like a little dusty. We <laughs> want it to ring, but it's just kind of sitting over there in the corner. But show it some love. 913-703-3883. Call, leave some thoughts. It, like, listen, like, seriously, like, how's the, how's the podcast impacted you? What stood out to you? What are some things that you liked? suggestions what would you, you like have to see in the for future? improvement yeah what what's some topics that you wish we would cover we we love all of those ideas why is trevor to, so wrong about interstellar why is philip so wrong about meritocracy and also like weird movies <laughs> um so yeah things like that yeah we would definitely dive into all that so yeah hit us up on the phone or at the email once again just super grateful that you guys have joined us this week for this episode hope this is such a benefit to you guys and we will see you next time on the substance peace My app is reloading. Give me a moment. Reload. Reload.